1: Welcome to this week's edition of Realtree Rebels. I'm Chase Parm, and Today I'm joined by Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart. Ole Miss 5-1 on the season. They're coming off a win over Arkansas on Saturday, 27-20. They've got a bye week this weekend before heading to face Hugh Freeze and Auburn next week. So Jackson, talk to us a good bit about him going home this weekend, what he's going to do in his bye week, some hunting he's got planned, what his uh, recent hunting adventures have been like. And we get into a lot of football. We talk about Ole Miss's season. His matura- maturation as a quarterback since he get robbing Ole Miss prior to the 2022 season, and much more. So we really appreciate his time here with uh, a few days off. They had practice this morning, but obviously a little lighter schedule with it being a bye week. So we're going to talk to Jackson about all those things and much more. And in the meantime, make sure you head over to Realtree.com. You can get all your hunting goods with tons of Realtree patterns, tons of items. They've got great recipes. We talked about those in the past, whether it be a full meal, a dessert, stuff for the summer, fall, whatever it is you need, Realtree.com. Go click on it, check it out, see all the different options they have there. And remember, they've got the uh, the hoodies for sale here soon, some other items, some Ole Miss branded stuff, and that Wave 3 pattern you've all come to know and love. So plenty of things going on right now with Realtree, Realtree.com, and uh, several different uh, retailers with Ole Miss goods also here in the coming months and, and, and definitely in the next couple weeks as well with some of those items. So let's jump into it now. Here is Jackson Dart on this episode's uh, episode of Real True Rebels on the MPW Digital Network. And remember all podcasts on MPW Digital brought to you by Twisted T. Here's Jackson Dart. Jackson, I really appreciate the uh time today in the middle of a uh, bye week. Just kind of curious, what are you gonna gonna what are you gonna do with your weekend? What's the plan once you guys get done with practice for the week?
2: Yeah, so right now, uh today we just got out of practice, focused really on self-scout. Um, and then we'll get into uh preparing for auburn um probably tomorrow and that stuff but uh yeah super pumped for the bye week be able to get our bodies healthy and get the guys um to kind of just have a good reset and then um you know get our attention and focus all the way back once we come back for next week and throughout this week but uh, i'll be able to go home um thursday um so super excited to see the family and and whatnot and then uh me and my dad are going out um into roosevelt utah to go hunt some antelope so pretty excited about that
1: some antelope okay so how does the process of hunting antelope differ from like a deer or a whitetail that i'd be familiar with um i would say in a way it's pretty
2: similar i mean the country is just different like Mm -hmm. there's a lot more land there's a lot more visibility so you're able to glass a lot more um and then i would just say the biggest difference is probably just you're more active on your feet walking around rather than just in a, in a deer stand.
1: Is it, I mean, is it, is it grueling? I mean, is it, is it taxing physically? I mean, do you have to be aware of kind of that from that standpoint?
2: I mean, it's haunting man. Like, okay. It, All
1: right. All right. All right.
2: It, it can't be. <laughs> uh, it's kind of just how it just plays out. You know, you never really know how it's going to be. So uh, kind of just have to play your cards that are dealt. What's the, what's the rifle or weapon for choice for the antelope?
1: Uh, I'll be using the Kimber 280 Ackley. Okay, so. I got gotcha. you. You went hunting with was it was it with Eli and them with the realtor guys? Like you, you did some white tail with them, right? When you when you got to Mississippi, I haven't you done, done, some done of that. Any- oh, you're not okay. I
2: haven't done any white tail with Tyler yet. Um, I've been okay. out with Eli a few times on his land. Um, hadn't Haven't killed it. I've never killed a white tail yet. So um, excited to get into it this season for sure you Had any successful hunting down south
1: of any, of any type?
2: Yeah, um, I hadn't duck hunted a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably it's just not as big on the west coast. Um, but like that was probably the biggest thing once I came over to the south and into Mississippi. Uh, it was probably just like how big the duck hunting was out here, and I really enjoyed it. And then obviously got into turkeys a little bit this year, which is a blast.
1: Have you got a turkey yet? Yeah, haven't killed one in Mississippi, okay. but killed one okay. Any. Gotcha. Gotcha. What, 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 what is it about duck hunting you like?
2: Uh, I like how there's just a lot more action. Um, okay. you know, I like being able to have like a, you know, you can have a good controlled group around with you. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, especially hunting on on the West coast with, with deer and elk and that stuff. Um, you know, there, there's so much going on just by foot and there's so much hiking and, um, and there's so much land around you. So, Uh, You know, you can't really have big parties with you, you know, trying to spot and stalk a deer, spot and stalk an elk, um, which is very difficult as it is. So uh, I like being able to have like a good party around with you. Um, You know, I feel like there's just uh, a lot more action. Um, You know, you could go in and and limit out on ducks, you know, early in the morning at first light. So that stuff's just super fun. And then, um, you know, I would just probably just say the company is probably the biggest part.
1: Yeah. That's where I was going with that. Cause I feel like this is something that as you get older, you start to appreciate more, but I was talking to Tyler about him. He, he went out to Wyoming with his dad, Bill, and they, they 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 were hunting elk out there and just getting to experience that stuff with your dad, even at your age, what does that sort of mean to you to have that type of connection with him?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like those things you never, um you know, you never forget just those memories that you build. I mean, I've been, I've been hunting for as long as I can remember with my pops and mm-hmm. um you know, I, I remember, you know, the first several years that I've gone with him before I was able to, you know, get my hunter safety and able to kill my own animal. Um, you know, just watching him and being alongside, just learning from him. And, um, you know, I still remember to this day, the first time that he, that he killed something that I was on the exact same trip with him, um, in Idaho. So, uh, you know, I would just say the memories that you create hunting and, um, you know, you never forget those and, and they stick with you your whole life. And, um, it's just a, it's a great time. It's a great escape from from the real world.
1: I know you said obviously hunting, but are you a guy that on Saturday are you going to turn a lot of football on? Do you want to get away from it? What's what's that going to look like for you?
2: Oh, I love watching college football. Okay. College football is my favorite. Um, <laughs> I just feel like there's so many like unpredictable events that happen in college football, like what happened with Miami and Georgia Tech last weekend. Mm-hmm. Like you never expect things like that to happen, and truly on a weekend week out basis there's so many upsets and teams beating teams that you would never expect to happen so I love watching college football but uh at the same time I'll be I I kind of want to get away from it for the same for uh when I'm home
1: you obviously have a ton of experience there and you know still a lot of emotional connection what's it been like watching the the Pac-12 dissolve like it has
2: it's pretty crazy um you know I just feel like I've experienced so much already in my career in college football with just you know, me transferring and just seeing how how much movement there is in college football mm-hmm. with coaches leaving after one year and, um, you know, the transfer pool and all that stuff. So I just feel like, you know, like I said earlier about how you can't even predict games, you can't even predict what's going to happen in the future with conferences and that stuff. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be a, a good switch. Uh, you know, these super conferences, as you would say, I think it's going to be just a lot more entertaining and you're really going to see – you know, the best teams play against the best teams and the competition will be at an all-time high.
1: One of the reasons you guys are doing so well, you're playing really well in the fourth quarter. You, you mentioned in Tulane that you probably might have lost that game last year. You've obviously come back from deficits the last couple of weeks. So many portal guys, you were a portal guy. What, what's allowed you guys to have the chemistry and the continuity that you have? I mean, I, I know we keep saying that it's a different team and all that stuff's working, but why do you think that is? What What's allowed you guys to, to, to play this well together this fast?
2: I think the biggest thing starts with the culture that we built from you know the start of the off season this year. Um, you know we took a huge inif- initiative as the gu- as the guys coming back, um, you know to really take ownership of the team. Um, Coach Kiffin is creates our program to be a player led program, and uh, you know I think at times you saw last year where we wouldn't we weren't able to win in the end or. Um, you know sometimes we were facing adversity last year we weren't it almost seemed like we weren't able to get over the hump and I just felt like that the biggest thing was we just had a lack of leadership so um you know we definitely identified um you know some of the issues that we had from last season and going into the off season, we've made a huge point of emphasis on um creating a stronger culture and getting all the guys bought into um you know the team goal and um and being on the exact same page with one another and I feel like that's been able to attribute Uh, a large portion to our successes this year.
1: What goes into that? How do you, you know, get everybody on the same page? I mean, you talk, talk about the initiative, but like, you know, tangibly, what does that look like?
2: I would just say like holding a standard for one another, um, day in and day out of just competing on every single rep, regardless of it's, if it's a sprint or if it's the game winning play, um, you know, all those things, they align with one another. And, uh, you know, the most important things for a team are the little things. So if you, if you slip up on the little things, ultimately that will bite you in the butt. So um, yeah, like I said, we identified those Um, and we had a lot of player led team meetings this off season. And, you know, we really wanted because of how many transfers that we were getting in, we wanted to make sure that we had a really good relationship with one another. Um, There's so much movement and and guys coming in. And uh, if you don't know, personally the guy right next to you well it's going to be really hard to play for one another so if you if you just try to create that culture and that relationship with one another um you know at the end of the day if you have a strong relationship with that person it's going to help it's going to help you play better as a team and you know um you're going to go as hard as you can for the for your brother right next to you
1: what play did you get banged up on saturday uh
2: it was i think it was in our second drive it was like a um in a in a QB run guard tackle pull that got in the open field, got tackled by the safety.
1: When it happens, I mean, do you do you kind of have like that split second of assessment, like, hey, how bad is this? Shake it out. I mean, what do you sort of feel in real time there?
2: Honestly, you don't really feel it until you get back to the sideline when yeah. your adrenaline kind of runs off a little bit. Um, I definitely felt it when I got hit. Um, but when I got back to the sideline and was able to, you know, cool off some of my adrenaline, uh, that's kind of when it starts to kick in a little bit.
1: That's when you went and got on the bike and said, Hey, you know, try to keep it loose or whatnot at that point. Yes, sir. What did it feel like the next day? I mean, how sore are you on a Sunday when you're running like that? I mean, what, what's your body feel like?
2: I, it's so hard to explain. Um, you know, there's games where, you know, I don't have to run as much or, um, You know, I'm able to just give it to the running back and that stuff. But, you know, other weeks uh, they're playing the running back. So, you know, I got to pull it and I have to be a huge part in the running game. So um, it definitely varies from week to week. But, you know, there's definitely some weeks you just feel like you just got out of a car accident. Um, um, But then there's other weeks where you feel great and you feel like you can play the very next day.
1: Is it was it all reads on Saturday, or I mean, when we you know do, is it simply what's available, or are you, you know going in? Hey, I'm going to run the football to establish, try to establish that. I mean, how does that sort of work into the game plan, or is it just kind of something that happens in real time?
2: Yeah, I think there's a, in our offense, there's just so many read keys and read plays that we have. Where you know you key a linebacker if he does this, then you pull it, or he does this and you throw it, um, or you read a defensive end if he plays out to the running back, you pull it, or if he plays into you, then um, your mess charges you give it to the running back so there's just a lot of things that go into it um i think you you create a really good game plan going into the week and you kind of prepare and see how they play uh certain plays and so you have a good idea going into the game um you know throughout the game teams make adjustments so you just have to play it out each and every snap
1: you've been on the sidelines the last couple weeks as things are there on a final drive counting on your defense are you I mean, is it is it nerves or do you find yourself like – I mean, you biting fingernail? Like, what, what does it sort of feel like when you're not in control and you're waiting to see the outcome from the sidelines?
2: Uh, it's definitely – you know, you definitely feel a little nervous, especially in that LSU game. Um, you know, I just felt like it was such a big offensive showdown mm-hmm. in that game where, um, you know, where each team was driving up and down the field on one another. and But at the end of the day, like, when you see your defense go out there – you know, that's, those are the guys that you compete with every single day. You work the whole offseason with them. So, you definitely have a trust in them for sure. Um, but definitely, you know, not having any control of the outcome and watching it from the sidelines is, is pretty nerve-wracking.
1: Did you want Trey to go down at the one? Uh,
2: I, <laughs> I thought about it after the fact. <laughs> okay. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, you know, I, I definitely just wanted to score. Would you have gone down at the one? No, probably not. Okay, all right. Because, see, I, mean, I saw
1: Lane. We, we saw Lane, and he, like, fell to a knee. And he, when he, and it looked like an oh, shit, not a hey, good. Like, hey, you gave, gave him the ball back right here.
2: Yeah, you know, that's the one thing that I feel like we kind of messed up on. Um, you know, we're so good as a team on being situational masters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, usually we have a sign that we put up that will tell us, you know, keep us updated on on the situation for each and every play. And, uh, you know, we, we, ha- we go so fast with – with being a tempo offense that at times, you know, it's hard to get those signs up. So, um, you know, that, that was just a, de- that was definitely just a hard, a hard play.
1: You mentioned the offensive game that LSU did. How did that mindset differ You know, Arkansas when they take the lead there, you, you know, your defense is playing well, you know, it's not a high scoring game. What's what was kind of going through your mind as you got the ball back down, I guess, 2017 at that point.
2: Um, You know, I just, I felt like we never flinched. Um, we, we all knew, that we weren't playing, you know, the way that we were supposed to be playing and we were just making uncharacteristic mistakes. So, um, you know, the games, it's a long game and you you can't get too high. You can't get too low. Um, There always needs to be an urgency about your operation and what you do on each and every drive. But at the same time, you got to have, you know, calm emotions and kind of just weather the weather, the storm. And uh, you know, I kind of mentioned this to a few people after the game that, you know, wins aren't always going to be pretty. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um, you know, when I saw them go up, um, you know, I was able to just kind of look at the guys and um, we're all able to just kind of talk to each other right before we went out on the field. And, you know, we knew that we had to score that drive and and there was no way we were coming off that field without points, putting up some points. So I think we had a lot of confidence in one another. And we, like I said, we never flinched and uh, we knew when we were going out on the, on the field, that drive and and every drive after that, we weren't coming off until we got some points
1: is it something that happens almost involuntary or is it situationally when you decide, you know, when to slide and when not to slide when you're running? Uh, I kind of feel like that kind of just varies with how the
2: game's flowing. Um, Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, I definitely need to start sliding more. Um, you know, that's (laughs) something that my mom brings to my attention every single week, as well as my dad. Um, you know, but there's definitely times where I'm running it and I get in the open field and I just see one person or, um, you know, or it's a third and short. And mm-hmm. in my mind, all that I can think about is getting the first down. So at times I don't really think about sliding. I just think about, you know, either running the person over or, or you know, just trying to do anything I can to get to the first down. Um, You know, but there's definitely times where, where I need to be, you know, more safe on just saving my body. Cause those, at the end of the day, those, those hits definitely stack
1: up. What's your baseball background? Cause you slide pretty well compared to Corral, where I was worried he was gonna tear everything at his knee every time he slid. I mean, he was like tumbling down the field, but you're, you're pretty graceful with it.
2: Yeah, I play I played baseball my whole life. Yeah. Um, it was always baseball and football for me. So um I definitely have a lot of experience sliding. So that just kind of comes natural to me. Do you miss it? Baseball? Oh, I miss it all the time. Uh I guess like the biggest thing is you don't you don't realize how much you miss it until you stop playing it, you know? Um Football's always been my favorite, so I knew that that was going to be the route that I wanted to
1: ultimately chase. Um, but I definitely miss baseball. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brew tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion – Especially when you're cheering for your favorite teams, whether you're tailgating at the stadium, watching in a bar, or hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate your game day experience and perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day give it a try cuz look my diet's not perfect not always getting all the vitamins nutrients minerals that i need every day and AG1 can help in that makes me feel better like i'm doing something great for my body as well because it empowers the gut for whole body health it's much more than just a greens power powder it's all of your key health products in one Covering my nutritional basis for my day literally couldn't be any easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small, small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing in the morning, done. Right there, I break my uh, kind of my fast overnight with AG1. It's a great routine. and gets me on with my day. I also like that it costs less than 3 hours a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's an effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. It's a win-win. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Give Athletic Greens. They're giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com mpw. That's athleticgreens.com mpw. Check it out.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Do you watch much? I mean, do you have a team in the playoffs? Are you a Dodgers fan or close something closer to home or what? What's your, what's your rooting interest? Well, you know, I've, I've been a Yankees fan my whole life. Have you really? Yeah, it's been rough
2: these these past few years, but, uh, you know, haven't been the most consistent. Um, but, you know, I probably honestly like watching college baseball a little bit more than the MLB. Do you really? Just because now I've gotten to the point where, you know, I was the only um, – on my travel ball team, I was the only player that didn't go and play college baseball. Okay. So, it's fun to be able to watch those guys and and keep in keep in the loop with um, you know, their successes. So, um, I would say probably lately I've been more in tune with college baseball just because of, you know, my friends and supporting them.
1: If you weren't a football player, could you have played at some college level on the baseball side? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I w- How- yeah, I was, go ahead. I was
2: getting recruited since my freshman year for baseball. I got recruited in baseball before I got recruited in, in football.
1: How early did you know that football was the was the answer?
2: Hmm. honestly, going into my senior year, um, I didn't, I didn't have any, you know, offers for football and I was thinking that I was going to either walk on and play football if that's what I wanted to choose, or I was just going to go play college baseball. So, um, honestly, I didn't really know for sure what was going to happen until about week four of my senior season.
1: What's it been like? What's it meant to you? I guess having Jordan Watkins out there because I looked it up the other day and I think he only has three drops in like 180 career targets at this point. Especially with Trey banged up, it looks like you've you've looked for him a good bit and he. You know, I, I don't want to jinx him here. I'll knock on everything, but he, he he doesn't drop many of them out there.
2: No, yeah, Jordan's super reliable and um, very consistent about his approach each and every day. Um, he's also one of my very best friends on the team and. I just think that we've been able to make such a strong connection off the field that it it's really helped our relationship and, and our and our bond and timing and all that stuff that plays into a quarterback and receiver's relationship on the field. So, um, you know, I just know every time that, you know, when he's running or out or even when it's like a contested catch, I know he's going to come down with it. And um, he's such a great competitor and a, and a great leader. So um, he's one of our most dependable guys for sure.
1: What's Bentley meant to you guys the last few weeks?
2: he's been huge, hasn't he? Um, you know, he's – him and Q are so different with how they run the ball. Um, you know, so for a defense to try to prepare for both of them, and, uh, you know, you see a lot of times in the in the fourth quarter, the second half when they've – when the defense has seen a lot of, of quench on and then uh, do comes in the game, it's like nobody can tackle him. He makes the first guy miss every single time because they're just – they run so different. Um, and he's such just a huge spark plug to our team of just being able to create – explosive plays with his legs and making Defenders miss and um has a great um ability to accelerate in the open field and um he's just electric with the balls with the ball in his hand so he's been huge for us
1: just off the wall question here uh but you you, you pulled out some different looks where do you get your, all your game day wardrobes from what, what what goes into deciding what you're what you're wearing into the walk of Champions uh honestly I prepare for that stuff
2: uh before the season. Do no, you really? Um,
1: okay.
2: Yeah. So I try to put, you know, a few fits aside, um, okay. throughout the off season and, and kind of just schedule it out week by week. Um, this past week, um, uh, I kind of just, you know, put it all together a week in advance. Uh, I have a buddy that plays at, at BYU shout out to Trey Stewart and, um, you know, he's starting his own, his own line. So, um, wanted to, you know, support him and, and his line and, and that stuff. So, um, I think he does a great job and, um, I feel like it's it's just fun. It's fun to be able to go on the walk and kind of just express yourself with with fashion trends. And and I'm I've always been into fashion, so um, I really enjoy it.
1: So you already know what's coming: Vanderbilt, A and M, all the way through. You already Sorry. got it. All right. <laughs> Do you save some for like certain bigger games? No, not no offense to anybody, but I mean, is it sort of patterned out on you know what you think the week's going to be like?
2: Yeah, uh, I think yeah. so. All right. Um, you know, you kind of have an expectation of what game's going to. Um, you know, be more of a primetime game or, or whatnot. So, uh, you know, you definitely, you know, put fits aside for that.
1: Just in general, last couple of things, I appreciate the, uh, the, the, the time you, you mentioned all the different reads you guys are going through in your offense at this point. I know it's an obvious question, but bear with me anyway. You know, just maturation and understanding. The system, what you're supposed to do, everything else, how far have you come in a year? I mean, you, you, obviously you're protecting the football. You're making really, really good decisions. But, I mean, how aware of that are you just from simply knowing what's what's going on compared to a year ago?
2: I just feel like the biggest difference from last year to this year is I'm able to play freely and, and not, you know, think so much about what's going on. I can get the play call and, you know, automatically in my head, you know, it, it just registers of what's going on, what my reads are, um, you know, what to look for pre-snap and then – Post snap, just have my indicators. So um, I'm just able to play a lot more freely this year. Obviously, that year of of experience helps a ton. Um, I don't think people really understand um at times how much of an adjustment it is to change, you know, an to an offense from a different scheme. Um, you know, I was in a drastically different scheme from my freshman mm-hmm. year. I was at USC playing in the air raid and then um coming here, there's just a lot more things involved that I've had never had experience in before. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I've come a a really long way and I think the biggest thing is just learning from my mistakes and then, you know, also just having more and more reps with the guys and then meeting with coach Weiss and coach Kiffin and, and picking their brains and, um, you know, them expanding my knowledge on, on their system. And, um, obviously just me putting in the work and, and wanting to perfect and, Um, you know, be great at my craft each and every day.
1: You guys are so good on script. What's your sort of your your input on that? I mean, do you give them stuff you like? Is that Kiffin, Weiss? I mean, what's sort of the collaboration on you guys' scripts?
2: I think it's very unique of how we do it here. Um, Coach Kiffin and Coach Weiss, they're they're great listeners. Um, You know, even if they think it's not a great idea or or anything like that, like they're always going to listen and hear you out. So, um, you know, there's definitely things where, you know, each week where – I see something I'm watching on film and I think something's going to work out great. And, you know, we're able to implement it, you know, during the week and work on it. Um, and at the same time, you know, I just feel like we work so well together and uh, it's gotten to the point now where, you know, we can make ad- adjustments right on the spot, you know, whether it's in the first quarter, or the fourth quarter or at halftime, anything like that, um, you know, we can make adjustments. And um, I think we've just gotten a better understanding of, of one another And, you know, I kind of have a better understanding going out each and every play what Coach Weiss is looking at and, you know, why he's calling a certain play. And I think that that's been huge for our progression as an offense.
1: Does you guys comfort with each other or give you the ability to do that more than you would, you know, maybe a year ago or, you know, another program you've been at or whatever? Because, I mean, I, you know, I feel like in the media we overplay halftime adjustments, if you will, in some ways, because, I mean, you're constantly adjusting and doing things. But, you know, having that type of continuity with each other, how does that help you be able to change up things on the fly? Or are you able to change a ton? I mean, how much adjustments actually happen during the game?
2: I think adjustments happen after every drive. Okay. Um, you know, defenses do so many different things each and every drive. And, uh, you know, they have a different game plan each and every week, just like we do. So, uh, you know, there's definitely been times we've gone out there and um, what we thought that they would be in isn't exactly what they're in. So we've had to make adjustments right on the fly. Um, I think the biggest thing uh, for our continuity has just been trust in one another. And uh, I think a big part of them is just them being able to see my progression from last season to this season and them being able to trust me and um you know obviously me just having a better understanding of of their offensive scheme and how they want it to be operated.
1: So sometimes you'll get out there and it's nowhere near what you had prepped for, what the other team's in and what you're seeing?
2: I mean I wouldn't say it's nowhere near. Okay. Um, but you know you I would say like sometimes you'd be like, okay, this team is majority of the time in a cover four look or um a cover three look and uh you know they come out and You know, instead of it being cover four, they're in cover three. Um, You know, each and every defense, they have tendencies and uh, they have their base and their favorite calls. So you understand going into the week, you know, what they like to do on the defensive side of the ball. Um, And it may not just be the same thing as it was the the week before. So um, I would say you always have – you always have an understanding of what they're doing, Um, but, you know, they would make adjustments just like we do.
1: Headed to Auburn next week. When did you say you guys kind of start that game plan? What does that look like as far as preparations that you've got a buy week here?
2: Uh, it'll start today, probably for our afternoon meetings.
1: So what time do you get out of the facility? What's your normal day? Uh,
2: Usually get into the facilities around 7 a.m. Um, we get our little uh, – we have our meetings in the morning um, with our units and then position meetings, and then obviously go out to practice and then have our little lunch break after that. Um you know, but right after the launch break, I'm usually right back in the facilities watching tape, getting treatment. Um, you know, just trying to take care of my body and then um just prepping for the for the week and 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 the opponent at that time. So um, I'm probably here until around 7 p.m.
1: Which is why you have a bunch of online classes. Yes, yeah, not really time for anything else, is there? Sorry.
2: Especially <laughs> so yeah, I like as a quarterback, like that's just kind of how it has to be. Um you know, in college, you have to pre- you have to prepare almost the same way that they do in the NFL. And, um, you know, with class, that makes it hard. So, uh, you know, the the online classes have definitely been a huge um, benefit to me and my schedule.
1: Is, is it kind of amazing to you that like a Kyler Murray was able to do both and actually play college baseball in the spring and different things? Or is it like because it's in the spring, it you know, it's a totally different thing. I mean, how 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 much tougher do you feel like it is to play two sports at that level?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's super impressive. Um, you know, we have a, another quarterback on our team who's doing that in Austin. Sure, of course. Um, so, you know, like right now, like he's throwing bullpens dur- during the week while also, um, mm-hmm. you know, going through our meetings and, and practicing that stuff. Um, you know, at times I honestly feel a, a little jealous because, you know, that's kind of <laughs> what I wanted to do, uh, coming out of high school. But, um, you know, that's definitely like super fun. And you see like JRP, what he's doing at UCF, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like those are just Those are just experiences that only a very limited number of people can do, and um, you have to be extremely, extremely talented to do both.
1: What what, what has been your impressions of Austin so far? I mean, it looks like he's – you know, when we saw you guys in camp, I mean, he was asking a lot of questions. It seems like he's really soaking it up. What's this sort of been like watching him at such a young age try to take in everything and and pick up everything on the fly?
2: Yeah, I've been really impressed. Um, Obviously, he didn't come in early. Um, He came in relatively late. Mm -hmm. So – uh you know he had to he he had to he had to just be a sponge and try to soak in as much information as he could on the fly and i thought he handled it really well um he's he's a naturally super smart kid and a really hard worker and i think that you know that credits from how he was raised with his dad um but you know he's a super hard worker um really smart and really loves loves the game of football so he loves diving into the preparation, even though he's not playing every mm-hmm. week. Um, he takes a great approach and learning the system. And um, and you know, I've been really impressed with him.
1: You kind of take pride in this being your team and the whole time you've been here. I mean, is there certain to you know, being that type of leader where it's you know if you're kind of the face of the program?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> appreciate it, Jackson. I know you I got a lot going on. Thanks for the time. Good luck the rest of the way, and let's uh let's talk again.
2: Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Chase.